Hello and welcome to All the Extra Points podcast, episode four. Thanks for joining us tonight. This is with Max and AP as usual. How are we doing, Max? Doing pretty good. Uh, If anyone's wondering what happened in episode three, we had a little glitch with the app, we think. So we'll be out on Apple anytime. Uh, If not, when we post episode four tonight or tomorrow, we'll also post the link to episode three. Yeah, and episode three had a little glitch <clears throat> where around, would you say, 29 minutes max? It was, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it started to basically make us talk over each other. So, um, must have been something going on. We're going to get that fixed so all of our listeners can listen clearly. But other than that, we're going to get this rolling. Max, what's on the agenda today? So, today we're going to talk about a little game that happened over the weekend. We're going to talk about some MLB news. We're going to talk about, give a brief NBA update. Uh, but we are going to start with the greatest rivalry in sports. That is right. Duke, North Carolina. And Max, how did that go? That went pretty well for us. We ended up winning that game 91-87 to at Cameron Indoor Stadium. I'll tell you what, it was weird watching that without fans. That was, I mean, it was mm-hmm. almost like an open gym to me. It was just, it was awkward, but, I mean, we got the W, which was important. I mean, both teams need, I mean, the fact that Duke is 7-7 seven and seven is insane, but, I mean, I'm overall happy. I mean, because at the end of the day, that rivalry is the most important game for us every single week. Mm-hmm. So, it was good to see us get the W for sure. We had some, we had some good things going on. I checked when I was looking at the statistics afterwards, both teams had, you know, 15, 16 plus turnovers. You can see why they're not doing too well. They're both young. And I mean, it's crazy how many of these really, really, really good basketball teams are not in the top 25. I mean, you got Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky. I mean, it's, it's bad. So I saw, since you brought that up, I saw it was like a tweet. It had like all the blue bloods, like Kansas, Duke, North Carolina, uh, UCLA, all those teams listed, nobody is currently in the top 25. I mean, shit, you got Houston at five. Texas has <laughs> yeah. just lost. I mean, it's Gonzaga's still balling out. Missouri, I mean, the SEC has has a ton of teams in there. But, yeah, I mean, Kentucky's five and 12. So, but back to what's important, you know, at the end of the day, all we care about is beating Duke. And it got done. We We did it. And we looked, you know, we didn't look great doing it, but it was a, it was a pretty fun game to watch. It was high scoring. Not much to say about either team, really. I mean, you can tell we're both young. I hope we get in the dance because I still feel like, you know, whenever you're playing North Carolina or Duke, it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to beat. But Caleb Love, our freshman, came out, did work, twenty five points, had some some pretty costly turnovers, but I mean, we yeah. still had Garrison Brooks in there doing work and freshman turnovers. Yeah, I mean, we we got some youth, that's for sure, and. It's, yep. you know, and the one thing that I took away from this is Wendell Moore, you know, wants to go out and go pro next year. And I, I mean, he had a decent game, but I mean, he tried uh, to take over and he couldn't. The biggest thing that was concerning for me, I was texting another buddy that's a North Carolina fan. Did you know we were up by 10 four separate times in the game? And I mean, they ended up coming back and cutting it to one, I believe. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, right there at the end. I mean, it was, it was, you know, close. It was nail-biting to watch. I mean, I remember I was sitting down, you know, just why, why is this close? But, I mean, I, I'm happy it turned out the way it did. I, I was a little nervous anyways. So, um, 
either way, we got the W, like I said, and that's the most important part. Biggest frustrating thing for me, though, with us not being in the top 25 right now, our record's 12-6, and six, and it, it, you look at the top 25, there's like seven teams with the exact same record and not as good a resume. I mean, we're in the ACC. Yes, we lost to Iowa. Yes, we lost to Texas on a last-second shot. Yeah, I was going to say, we didn't lose to Iowa by that much either. I mean, it was like 10. No. 12. Yeah. Um, no, we don't, we don't look horrible. I mean, we, the, I think we'll be okay. I mean, the Clemson postponement game, I don't know if that's going to get replayed or not. Um, Virginia will be a big game for us when we play them soon. But we just got to make some noise. I mean, we're playing – when's the last time North Carolina played seven freshmen? He I plays, know. on average, five to seven freshmen in a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, so Miami's game got postponed. I think it was supposed to be today. It was supposed um, to have been supposed to have been Monday. Oh, Monday. Okay, supposed okay. been Monday. Did you see how or why it got postponed? I uh, I, I just uh, read about the two guys running around playing without masks on. So the video surfaced of pretty much North Carolina's whole team at a party on campus uh, after they beat Duke, and none of them had a mask on. So, Miami officials caught one of the video, saw it, and they asked for the game to be postponed. Honestly, I don't really blame them at that point because you don't know if all North Carolina players are testing negative every day since then. But how was Miami going to know? Oh, is there going to be a guy that's out there that's asymptomatic and now we're going to have all our whole team quarantine for the next two weeks? And I think it was a – Probably smart move by Miami. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the whole mask wearing thing sucks, but I mean, you gotta you gotta be smart, especially when you guys are, you know, where you are and you just beat Duke. You're you, that that's that's a big step right there. So instead yep. of playing another game in Miami, now you got to go right to Virginia, play them in a couple of days. Um, that's going to be a big game, and then right after that, you're at home against Virginia Tech. So your schedule yep. doesn't get easier. Those were two top twenty five teams. We all know how good Virginia is on defense. So. They will rattle our offense. Hey, I don't want to interrupt this real quick, Max. I forgot to do my podcast for tonight is all about Weller Special Reserve. Coming in at 90 proof, delicious weeded bourbon. That's what I'm drinking. Max, I know you're not a big bourbon guy like I am, but good Lord, this is some sweet stuff. I'm not. As much as I enjoy cigars, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. I don't, but, you know. Well, I'll get you on it one day when I see you in the next 10 years or so. Maybe I'll bring you a nice bottle for your wedding. I was going to say, you'll at least see me in the next three months. Yeah, no doubt. I'm pouring my second glass already. So it's been a problem really lately. I don't want to talk about my problems, but a lot of, a lot of bourbon being in, being put down, the, put down the system here. But all right, so that, that's what we're covering there. Nothing really going on crazy in the NCAA. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the NBA. Max? Yep. So as I stated last week, and no, I'm not on repeat. The Utah Jazz have been on a tear. Hasn't been on a tear though. Um, you know your Cleveland Cavaliers. That's right. That's right. That's right. Apologies, but they have not. So biggest thing that bothered me, Shaq's one of my all-time favorite players, personalities, whatever. He talked talked to Donovan Mitchell interviewed him after the game and kind of told him, hey, you need to, you know, step it up. I need you to be doing this every night. So, Donovan Mitchell goes off last night, uh, 46 points, 
in Chuck's interview and after the game and they get done again and he says, Utah, you're welcome. So Twitter's flying today. His stats from when Shaq said something until last night, pretty much identical. So it bothered me a little bit. Uh, Shaq doesn't usually get under my skin, but come on. I get you're on TNT, but Donovan Mitchell's been good, and he's continuing to play good. Yeah, I mean, sometimes these analysts get so wrapped up. I mean, we're talking to another analyst who needs to, you know, get his head out of his ass, cough, cough, Kellerman, cough, cough. Um, but, yeah, in another touch point, not against the Jazz, but, you know, the hot, you know, the, the big trio, the big team that everyone's talking about, the Brooklyn Nets have lost three in a row, four mm-hmm. of their last five. And yeah. this is, you know, that that's crazy to itself, but they don't have Durant, so I'll give them credit there. But the biggest statistic that I took away from this, they've allowed 120-plus points in seven straight games and 11 out of their last 12 no defense and that will not get the job done lost to the detroit pistons who are six and 18 and have a blake griffin that still hasn't made a dunk this year really yeah my goodness i didn't know that i mean i guess his knees are just bad but yeah i mean it sucks about blake griffin because he was such a dynamic player when he was out there but yeah i mean they're gonna get to ramp back on friday he's gonna practice and he'll be Mm -hmm. back but i mean at the end of the day if they can't play defense they're not gonna win because teams are gonna be able to lock down at least a couple of them and i mean it it, getting durant durant's definitely the best defender out of those three that's a problem no no doubt yeah you'd lose durant and you lose three games in a row you still have two other superstars allegedly two i mean that reminds me of the Cavs when LeBron would go out and Kyrie and Kevin Love could not win a basketball game. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the Kyrie curse, like wherever he goes, <coughs> the Kyrie curse. But wherever he goes, if he's not, as long as he's not the star player, if the star player is out, he cannot get the job done. And I know I'm not going to sit here and, you know, freak out about this because they've only played together for, what, 10, 15 games. So, I mean, it's nothing to go crazy about yet because playoff time is a different ball game. But I look at these three guys, and they've always needed help around them. And now they're the three guys playing together. So can they help each other? I know it's Durant. I get that. But Harden and Irving can't get the job done together. And they're supposed to be two of the top three to four you know, point guard and, and I guess, shooting guard. I guess whatever you want to call them because technically they're both point guards. But, I mean, they had they did have 51 points and 19 assists compared, between the both of them last game. But I don't know. We'll see, we'll see how they turn out. I just – until LeBron is out of the league, it's just like Brady. You can't bet against him. And if you do, you're just – you're betting against the wrong, the wrong situation because until they're out, they're going to win. All right, quick, quick Lakers update since I'm the Lakers apologist on the show. We have also won five games in a row, tied for the current longest streak in the NBA – sitting one game back of the Utah Jazz in the West. And the 76ers quietly still lead the East. I, mean, I think, yeah. that, think that was the best thing for them to hire somebody like Doc Rivers. Oh, Go definitely. in there, get some discipline, you know. A and B, this is what I want you to do. Ben Simmons, this is what I want you to do. Everybody else that's here, listen, this is what's going to be your role. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I look at – and this is probably the best thing, though, away from the 76ers. For the Lakers, back to them, this is probably the best thing that could have happened to them with the Nets becoming the team to watch because the Lakers can somewhat fly under the radar because they just won 
And it's crazy to say a team with, you know, the, this, the, the guys on their team, the star status going under the radar, but they're kind of just floating out there, just winning games. And you got teams like, you know, the Bucks who don't look as good as they usually do. And you have the Nets who look just atrocious. Like that, that's big for the Lakers because they can just go do their thing. It's kind of like the Spurs when the Spurs were on their big spree, yeah. no one talked about them until playoff time. So if Braun can get through, a nice little 10, 15 game stretch where no one's talking about them. I mean, it's going to be nice for him to kind of sit back, relax and just play basketball. Yep. So speaking yeah. of L- LA, Ooh. there was something eventful there that happened. Uh, I believe on Saturday, the Bauer outage will be coming to the Dodgers and, Wait, not just the the team that just won the World Series. The team that just won the World Series. Do you the remember the team last that's podcast? getting another Cy Young winner on their roster? Yeah. yeah. So I'll go ahead and call myself out. I am over three because I t- I said I- I'm going off of my sources here, which are you know supposed to be the good sources. Phillies need and, to get mine. Yeah, I guess so. Phillies and Mets were the two teams that Bauer is supposed to be down there down to the day after our podcast. So yeah, it was Friday because we did our podcast on Thursday last week. Yeah. So Friday, he signs with the Dodgers. That his was contract, late, late Friday. That's right. Yeah, and his contract is stupid. I mean, it's forty million um, in twenty twenty one, forty five million in twenty twenty two. And Bauer usually doesn't sign these kind of contracts. Bauer's a guy; he's stubborn. He bets on himself. Signs a one year, two year deal everywhere. So you think? So, oh, 40... I knew I'd get you. So you didn't see? No, I the, did. The I'm clause. getting there. I'm okay. getting there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So his two, you know, you think he signed a four-year deal with the Dodgers. Don't worry, Max. I got you, bud. Because after that, it's an opt-out. He can opt-out. So if they go out and win two World Series and he's on fire and he's like, hey, this has been fun, I'm out, he can go wherever the hell he wants again. But will he? I don't know. I mean, him going to a big – this is going to be his first time on a big team. Like, he was with the Indians. He was with the Diamondbacks. He was with the Reds. I'm sorry, not in that order. Diamondbacks, Indians, Reds. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how it plays out. But if he can stay hot and he can he can play at the level he was at last year, can I mean, come on, like just the Dodgers, it, it kind of it, it 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 made me a little pissed off. I mean, and you be, you being a Reds fan, yeah, obviously a tough loss for us. And by the way, real quick, Red shortstop update. Yeah, still don't have one. Um, but that's the problem you and I both hate about baseball. There's no salary cap. Oh, we just won a World Series. What are we going to do? We're going to go sign the best available player in free agency. Are you kidding me? It's just we got the most money. We're going to have the best roster. We have a great manager in Dave Roberts. Clayton Kershaw, yes, he's fallen off a little bit. But like I said, they get David Price back, former Cy Young winner. So you're adding two Cy Young winners to an already pretty good pitching staff. Like, it's just, I don't know. See what happens, I guess. I mean, it's 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 going to be tough. That's yep. all I have to say. I mean, this team, it, like, how do you even compete against this? I mean, so let's just, like, I, can't, I mean, they're starting, their starting pitching rotation is just going to be filthy. I mean, so you have, you have Clayton Kershaw. And obviously you have Bauer and you round it out. I mean, what's his face is coming back. Uh, 
um, David Price. Price. Price is coming back. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head of the rest of the team. Uh, sorry, it's okay. We're, in, we're Indian, Indians and Reds fans. We don't pay attention out west. Oh, what's his face? No, he's not there. Um, no, but regardless. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here. Uh, that's right. Uh, I just I pulled it up as I was talking here, um, and my link went away. So it's going to be Walker Bueller. Yeah, Walker Bueller, who I haven't heard of, which I'm sure he'll end up being Clayton Kershaw. You haven't heard of Walker Bueller? He's fantastic. He was fantastic in the playoffs last year. Well, after the Indians are out, I, I kind of just zoned out, which is not good for a podcast. I zoned but. out after the Reds didn't score a run when they made it to the playoffs. <laughs> but, you know. Remember when they got no hit by, rest in peace, Roy the Hallis. Phillies? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, they're going to be they're going to be fantastic and tough to beat. So, But the best part about that is, you know, that's the same division as the Mets. So that, I mean, the Mets are over here making moves left and right. So it's going to be the team with everything versus the team with a lot of things. And the, are the Phillies in that division too? National League. Oh, National League, my yeah. God. Not National League, but in the actual division or conference, I guess, rather. I don't know what they call them. Um, I think so. But no, they're in the, I don't remember. But it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch. And uh, I mean, for me, I'm not going to have as much to watch this year, although I think my tribe actually might be halfway decent because they got some guys coming up. I got a little excited today just thinking about baseball, and I, I told myself I wasn't going to, but, of course, at the end of the day, I'm a baseball guy. You can't not. So, And we got to have something fun to talk about. So, did all the, yeah. Did all the snow I mean, get you excited for baseball? Is that what it was? I hate the damn snow, man. Got to shovel the damn driveway and stuff. I hate being a parent. To all these kids want to go outside. But I love being a parent. Let me rephrase that. But get, so get Everett out there. It's time for him to get a shovel. I know. Well, he he goes actually Anderson's the shoveler, the, the three year old, uh-huh. three and a half year old. Like, he's a little trooper. But yeah, so nothing really else to talk about baseball wise. Um, I mean, we're only 18, 20 minutes in here, and we are going on to the topic of the night, which is really the most important topic of the night. Russell that, Wilson Jr. the third. Exactly. Him and Sierra out here killing the game. No. The Super Bowl, which, holy shit, if anybody saw that coming, it was not me. I mean. I will say my score prediction was kind of close. I did say Bucks would have 31 points, so I'll take that part at least. Well, I said 30. My, my score prediction was 31 to 20, but it was definitely the Chiefs. Now, Going into that, I remember being at – I think I was at the gym the next day or maybe the day before that. No, it was the day before that. I talked about it on the podcast. Not – I mean, Eric Fisher being out, I was like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be fine. I I mean, okay, first off, Max, I'm going to stop myself. Dude, you got the recap. I know you want to do it, so you go ahead. <clears throat> All right. Uh, in case you live under a rock, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs 31-9 to to win Super Bowl 55 giving Tom Brady his seventh Super Bowl. Uh, a few crazy stats in the game. Patrick Mahomes did not throw a touchdown pass, but he did throw two interceptions. Travis Kelsey did still have 10 catches for 133 yards, no touchdowns. Surprise stats of the night, Rob Gronkowski, six receptions, 67 yards, two tutties. And then you have playoff Lenny 
Leonard Fournette, 16 carries, 89 yards, and Tutty also 20-plus receiving yards to lead the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm going to give the Bucks defense a shout-out. I'll go into patting myself on the back again. What did I say last week, Aaron? Todd Bowles cannot blitz the Kansas City Chiefs. 80% of the time, the Bucks blitz this year. You know, you know what percentage they blitzed on Sunday? 9.2%. Yeah. I mean, it, it was it was ugly. And just to go back to Gronk real quick, here's a little fun fact for you, Max. I bet you didn't know. Rob Gronkowski has in the last four in the last four Super Bowls. So not over all time, the last four. So just dating back to 51 or 52, I guess. Rob Gronkowski has four touchdown catches. Every wide receiver combined only has three. <laughs> so there's a fun fact of the day. Rob Gronkowski, who came out of retirement. So remember, he didn't play, obviously didn't play in one of them. I mean, he has four touchdown catches. I, that, that, that's, that's silly. But I agree, Max. I mean, we, we have a lot to cover here. So I'm going to start out not even talking about the GOAT yet. We'll talk about him in a minute. I'm not going to talk about Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to talk about Leonard Fournette because – the man signed a one-year deal, basically for the veteran minimum, mm-hmm. not a lot of money, to go out there and basically split time with Ronald Jones. And at one point, you thought, man, like, is Leonard Fournette done? Is this it? Like, is his career going to come to basically a screeching halt? Or is he going to be a backup? Is he going to have to make his way back? He goes out in the Super Bowl and just balls out. I mean, that 16 for 89 in the touchdown sounds, yeah, whatever. No, he did work. And then his catches in the backfield and everything he did out there was just amazing. And Ronald Jones looked good too. Don't get me wrong, but Leonard Fournette proved why he is still a number one back for every team. And I don't know if he's going to be with the Bucks because he. I mean, I always feel like when these guys go to the Super Bowl with the veteran minimum like that, they're going to go out and make bank. And I don't know if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can afford it. But but Ronald Jones still had over a thousand yards this year. So yeah, and that's that's the thing. Like the Bucks are in a great position. So. I, I'm the defensive guy, for sure. The Bucks defense was absolutely ridiculous. I'm sure you saw the crazy stat. Patrick Mahomes ran, and this is including his scrambles and his positive yardage, yardage 497 total yards on Sunday. 497 with a ligament that is torn in his foot. With a yeah, with a foot he has to have surgery on. Like, obviously Bowles, and this is credit to you, Max. Bowles, like he knew, like you got to go after Patrick Mahomes because they have not even they have three of their starting offensive linemen, and you just got to go after him. And dude, Devin White is he not the best linebacker in football right now? He's pretty good. But the thing was, the Bucks only sent four, their four down linemen. Oh, but it's Devin insane. White was all over the field. Yeah, no, I agree, and. The whole game in general was was one hundred percent lopsided. I mean, it was it was a crazy game. Hey, little little since you know all the extra points podcast is all about kickers. How about the kickers in this game though? Right, Harrison Bucker, Ryan Suckup, a total four for four, both kicking over fifty yarders, didn't miss an extra point. I mean, on point. And the punting, we won't even go there because Jesus, my lord, if I'm a Kansas City Kansas City punter. You averaged 35.7 yards a punt. Oh, boy. And he had a shank, a potamus. And he yeah. dropped the ball. 
rookie, but right, yeah, yeah. Logan, you could have done better, buddy. We'll get you on here sometime. Hey, he he did but, not have many shanks. I'm just I'll give I'll give Ski some credit. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, no doubt. But yeah, I mean it was it was an interesting game when when, when we you sit back and look at the stat sheet. I mean, you got Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette with the touchdowns in this game. Three guys who not only were not on the roster for the Buccaneers last year, two of them weren't even in the league. So, I mean, Brown really made himself out five catches, 22 yards, only 22 yards. But, I mean, the man's the man is Antonio Brown. I mean, he's going to go out next year. He's going to sign something big. Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, the two top receivers for Tampa Bay, combined for three catches for 40 yards. But that just shows Brady. He's going to – Brady is so smart because – and this is one thing that I, I really wanted to touch on. Um, probably the biggest factor I saw was, you know, you look at you look at Brady and you look at Mahomes and you see how they read the defense. Brady goes back. He knows what he can do no matter what. Mahomes just tries to use his strength in his arm, which works from all year. But Brady goes back and he's, he's looking at one guy and then he's hitting the check down. And that check down worked, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it worked. And so, in Mahomes' defense, I can't can't really put the blame on him on Sunday. I can't. I mean, yes, he threw two picks. His second interception was, you know, the Devin White interception in the game. He was just trying to do something fourth down. Other interception, kind of the same thing. He's trying to force it, but at the same time, when you have to run 497 yards before you even throw the ball throughout the game, you that's what it's like to be Joe Burrow. That's what it's like to be Deshaun Watson. That's what it's like to be Russell Wilson. I mean, he finally didn't have an offensive line to protect him, which, you know, all the analysts always talk about weapons this, weapons that. It just puts the emphasis more on how important an offensive line is. And what did the Bucks do? Hey, we got Tom Brady. Hey, we're going to draft Tristan Morris in the first round and solidify our right tackle spot because we already have a great left tackle. And what Brady do didn't get sniffed on Sunday. I think he got sacked twice, but they were just kind of, I'm holding the ball too long. I'm just going to fall down. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And you, I mean, the whole talk about Mahomes, like having a bad game, like the dude still ran around and tried and, there were several times he would go back and still find a way to get the ball not only off but in the direction of a receiver, and they would just wouldn't make the catch. Yeah. Which, yep. I mean, Darrell Williams, shame on you, dude. You had a catch in the end zone, hit off your face mask. Yeah. And I'm not saying it would have changed the game. I still think the Bucks would have won. But, I mean, the, the I think – I know the player of the game had to go to Brady. I mean, the 43-year-old thrown for three touchdowns, but – I, you you almost got to give it to Todd Bowles. I mean, that was that would have been I'd have been perfectly fine giving it to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Like, just give it to the defense, give, and then make Todd Bowles go accept the award. I mean, you just held the Chiefs to nine points. Yeah, no touchdowns, zero in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's mind blowing. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely super. Super excited for the future of the Tom Brady Buccaneers. I mean, or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I guess. But it's it's going to be, and I, I think next year is going to be fun to fun to watch because you just don't know what's going to happen. It's going to be 
fun to watch where all these guys go to. Like Antonio Brown, Godwin, free agent. I think Fournette. I think AB stays because he knows uh, personally. I think he should know. The only reason he's in the damn NFL is because of Tom Brady. I think. Yeah, but you just never know with him. But he lived in Tom Brady's house with his wife and kids. Like, that's where he lived. Brady wouldn't let him go anywhere else. He didn't get to see yeah. his family the whole time he was in Tampa because yeah. Brady was trying to get his life together. I mean, that's. Well, I mean, hopefully he realizes that. And But when contracts come flying your way and your agent's calling you like, hey, this team just offered you this much million. I mean, if Tampa Bay, the thing is, is Tampa Bay is going to lose either them or, the, or him or, or they're going to lose Chris Godwin. I think Godwin's, so, I think Godwin's gone no matter what. But Well, I mean, you just don't know. I mean, Godwin and Evans are buddies, so who knows? But Godwin is going to go out and make stupid money, so and he deserves it. But Brown, I mean, I hope you're right. I, I would love to see him and Brady, and not to mention Brady and him played for the Patriots together. So, um, right. yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun year, and we'll. We'll see what happens there. But in Fournette, the same thing. Like, I don't think Fournette stays if Ronald Jones is going to be, you know, in the in the in contention for that back. Because the thing is, is everywhere there's a lot of two back fronts, but he's going to be – I'm sorry, he's going to want to be the guy. But, yeah, I mean, back to just the entire game in general and and how it kind of played out. But, um, I mean, you got you got to look back at – there's so many different things you can look at. But what one thing that I'm looking at with the whole – you know, Patrick Mahomes factor is he tried. I mean, he went out there against the goat and I mean, all sources led to you thinking it was going to be him, but when you don't have your offensive line, that's a factor. And like mm-hmm. you said, Tristan Wirfs, dude, rookie offensive line of the or offensive tackle of the year. And that's hard for me to say because I really like Jedrick Wills for the Browns, but yeah. Wirfs was an animal and he did work. Yeah, I mean, but that was, I mean, not knocking Belichick, but that's what Brady always asked for in New England: weapons and an offensive line. And he would always say, "I don't give a crap what you do with the defense; just give me weapons and give me a good offensive line." Yeah. Yes, those are two very big, important things to have. But look at Joe Burrow torn ACL. Look at Dak Prescott, the Cowboys. Offensive line was pretty much all hurt this year and breaks his leg. Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson sacked 47 times, also through 40 touchdown passes. The first 40 40 guy in the NFL. There you go. Fun fact I saw. So that's crazy. Yeah. But going back to the Bucks defense, you had Vita Vea and Dominican Sue. JPP, Golston, just literally looked like a sieve was opening up in the middle of the Chiefs offensive line. Four dudes. Levante David covered Kelsey. I mean, yes, he still had his 10 catches. But when he covered him, I mean, he was right on top of him. There was going to be no – it was just baffling how well Todd Bowles controlled that Chiefs defense. Here's, Here's a question for you I saw. Uh, of course, someone was writing about the what-ifs after the game. They said, what if the NFL could not hire coaches until after 
the Super Bowl. How quicker? Hmm. How quicker Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles gone right now? Gosh, man, that's that's a good question. Uh, you got to think quick, definitely. I mean, especially Bowles. I mean, Leftwich. I always the hard part for me is you look at the offensive coordinators of the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, and it's hard for me to sit here and say, yeah, they deserve to be offensive coordinators because of who they have at the position that matters the most. And if you have Tom Brady, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Josh McDaniels would be a good head coach, but I don't know. I just I just don't know if I could point to that. But defensive wise, like Todd Bowles went to the worst team in the NFL the last ten years. So yeah, I think he deserves to try another another shot. I mean, Bulls could be legit. I mean, yeah. definitely all, legit. All you look at Miami. And, yeah, you know. Miami is the same thing. But look what look what look what he's doing. I mean, yep. yeah, I, I I'd be interested to see what what Bulls could do again. So yeah, I mean, it's 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 I I think that would be a, a benefactor for sure. And I don't understand it, but um, I I would love to see that. I would love to see you can't hire a coach till the offseason. I really would. So. Yeah. Um, one more thing I have to say here coming up, um, and I know we're kind of going to transfer this over slightly to just a straight-up goat talk um, about Brady. And this is just a little thing that I thought about right before this podcast. You know, Brady has gone to 10 Super Bowls. <laughs> and you look at – I know, right? <laughs> and he's won seven of them. But you look at who – so the, the, the goat talk always goes back to him versus Montana. And I know Montana play good quarterbacks. But let me just – this is just a list. I have not looked on the internet. I haven't looked at anything. These are the people that I came up with in my head who Brady has had to go against not only in Super Bowls but to get to the Super Bowls. How about, how about, this, gotta, how about this year? No, no, no kidding. I mean, he beat freaking Breeze. He beat Rodgers. And he beat Mahomes. And then he beat, obviously, Washington. Washington, but, the but number he, two defense in the league. Yeah, I mean, but this is these these are some of the guys that I put together. You got Big Ben, you got Peyton, Drew Brees, Tony Romo, Aaron Rodgers, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Brett Farr, Donovan McNabb, Russell Wilson, Kurt Warner, Andrew Luck, Michael Vick, Carson Palmer, Matt Ryan, and that's just ten to ten maybe ish guys. Most of them Hall of Famers, not all of them. That's insane. I mean that that that's insane, Brady. I mean Brady's stupid. And he also only had three Super Bowls by the age of twenty seven, and then after that, after the age of thirty six, so he didn't have any in between there. He now has seven. So, so since we're pretty much on the all Brady talk, so crazy one I saw today preparing for the podcast. If you break Brady up in his twenties. 30s and 40s. Okay. Three Super Bowls in his 20s, two Super Bowls in his 30s, or three Super Bowls in his 30s, and two in his 40s. So three, two, two. You you literally have three Hall of Fame careers spanning three different decades of his life. I mean, that's nuts. It's it's not even fair. I mean, that, but that also brings me back to people saying, "Oh, Mahomes will never beat Brady," because after I mean, after already, Sunday, it's going to be real hard. No, but but I look at it as 
but Brady went on such a cold streak there for a while. A cold streak. He's still amazing. <laughs> but a cold Super Bowl streak mm-hmm. there for a few years where, in my opinion, the quarterback competition is not the same. When Brady's gone and A-Rod's gone, which will be soon for both of them, Mahomes is going to be the guy. I mean, there's not a quarterback in the league unless some team puts a super team together, which is hard to do in the NFL. Mahomes will be the guy to beat. Well, you got you got Josh Allen, you got Justin Herbert, you got Burrow, you got Lawrence coming league. See what he does, and you got some guys. But I mean, it's too it's too early to tell. Josh Allen still wet behind the ears. I mean, it's his third year in the league. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert look pretty promising, but you know, not even a full season in the NFL yet. So I mean, you're right. It's all the pressure is going to be on Mahomes. I never felt like all the pressure was on Brady because you had Drew Brees, you had Aaron Rodgers, you had Brett Favre for some of his career, you had Kurt Warner, you had other Hall of Fame guys. Right now, quarterback position, you have all these guys moving around, Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, who knows if he – I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's just not the same as it used to be. You had, I think, the term franchise quarterback – I mean, it's kind of going by the wayside with all these guys wanting trades. And they're looking at the guys in the NBA. The NBA players have the most control of their own careers out of any players in any sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- I mean, you can't say they're not jealous of that. Hey, LeBron, uh, yeah, I want Anthony Davis. Uh, okay. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll make that happen. Then – I mean, you got Tom Brady, who is down there with Bruce Arians, and they're working together. I mean, you don't see that a whole lot in the NFL, which is why these guys are getting so frustrated. Yeah, and and frustrated as they should be. Like, the NBA, I mean, the whole thing is dumb. Like, play uh, – I'm a big, big, you know uh, – I don't want to get into politics, but I'm, I'm more of an advocate for, you know, this team – paid you like I, based on my everyday job like I couldn't go in and be like hey I don't like my territory where I work so you know what I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna opt out for now like you just you just can't do that and I, I feel like like in, in NFL especially like go out and go out and play just do your job and show yourself and I get it that you're frustrated but you're you're playing a game and you're making a lot of money to do mm-hmm. it but at the end of the day I mean the comp- the quarterback competition is not what it, what it used to be, and guys don't come around, come along as as well. I mean, Andrew Luck, and, uh, Carson Wentz, I still think has a great shot to go out and be a stud. But I think he's got. I mean, he's got to go to Indy for that. You got to get out of Philly. Right. Got to get out of Philly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. <clears throat> but I mean, you look at Andrew Luck. I mean, you sit. I'm mean, sorry. You sit there, and Andrew Luck was amazing, but he realized they weren't going to put a team around him. He retired. He didn't ask for a trade. He retired. He went out there. He said, I don't want to play this game anymore because it hurts. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't want to try to get around a team that can, they can possibly you know, do well for I don't want to not be he able to wipe there. my own ass when I'm 45 because my yeah. brain doesn't work right anymore. My shoulder's broken. I mean, it made sense. Yeah, no, it did. And it sucks. But, I mean, that's, those are the kind of guys who could possibly dethrone Brady. And you look in the league, you got Mahomes. And he's a franchise quarterback. You got Deshaun Watson, definitely franchise quarterback. But you look around the league, and there's just not a bunch of them. 
And, like, these guys that right now who Brady is competing against are his age. They're A-Rod, who is a few years younger. Um, they're, you know, Breeze, who is playing again. Big Ben, who shouldn't be playing again, but he is. Phillip Rivers just retired. So, Matt Ryan, who they are hot and cold more than any team I've ever seen in my entire life. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, it, it, we're, we're going to have to just see how it all pans out. But it just – it doesn't really matter anymore. Like, it's Brady or no one. Because – and now I will say Max – no, not Max Kellerman. Somebody came out and said uh, – I forget what analyst um, – that, oh, no, it was Brett Farr. It wasn't an analyst, it was Brett Favre, who seems to be a very loudmouth now, said that any quarterback, you know, the only quarterback who could have went to the Buccaneers and did this was Brady. And he even went out there and said, no offense to Breeze or Rodgers. Okay, I get your Breeze comment. He's a little older, but I still think he might have been able to do it. You're telling me Aaron Rodgers couldn't have went there and just done what Brady couldn't have done? But Or just did? So, I'm not defending Brett Favre by any means, but – you got to look at what – I guess you got to look at what Brady's been working with and what he brings to the table. He, he's another coach on the field. He's a mentor to every young player on the team, defense, offense, anything. Like, they appreciate him. You don't, you don't hear Rodgers being the rah-rah guy too much. You just – he's got a captain thing on his chest, but you don't see him – building a culture in Green Bay because they've never let him. So maybe if he does go play for a coach like Arians, you may see that some more. But with Brady, we have to go with what we've seen. He creates a culture. He gets Gronk to come there. He gets A.B. to come there. He gets all the receivers to understand, hey, do you want your stats or do you want to win a Super Bowl? He gets them to understand that. You hear you have guys like Stephon Diggs who was in Minnesota. They were winning games – but he wasn't get, getting balls thrown to him. So what's he do? He asked for a trade. I've never heard a Brady receiver, offensive lineman, anything, ask for a trade. So I think that's why that comment kind of makes sense to me. Yeah, and I, I 100% see your point. I do. And to be honest with you, I really do. Like, I get the culture thing. I get Brady can, can help bring that. But you're telling me if Aaron Rodgers had the weapons that he had in Tampa Bay – including the line, including the defense. I can't – I cannot sit here and tell you that I think that that team – so take out – take out Antonio Brown. Take out – Take out Gronk. Rob Gronkowski. I'm fine with that because Gronk was not a big, huge factor throughout the year. And you take out Antonio Brown, you still have an amazing receiving core. And that's – those are two things that Brady's pretty – I'm sorry, Rodgers is pretty used to not working with. I mean, he has Devontae Adams. He's always had a great one. But you're giving him two to three guys with Godwin, with Evans and Miller, and you're giving him more than he's ever had. Like, I I can't sit here and say, especially how close Green Bay got from taking it from the Buccaneers, that Rodgers couldn't have went there and done that. Rodgers easily could have went there and done just as much. If not, I think – and this is just me personally thinking, you know, I'm a Rodgers fan. Rodgers, right now, if you put him or you put Brady on any team in the league, other than your whole comment on, you know, bringing a team around him, Rodgers is the better statistical quarterback. Yep. Now, well, obviously it depends on who, who gets to the championship, but, I mean, I, I'd take my money on Rodgers 
even to this day. So I know that's crazy because I know you're a Brady guy, but Rodgers is my guy. And I think Rodgers would easily be the Super Bowl champion if he would have went to Tampa Bay. But he's not. He's with a team who Green Bay, they don't get talked about a lot for being a team that, you know, doesn't build teams or but doesn't build a team around people. But Rodgers has never had a great team there in Green Bay like Brett Favre did. It's because, it's because there's that aura. It's Green Bay. It's Lam- Lambeau Field. Vince Lombardi coached there. Hey, I got, got, got news for Green Bay. Brett Favre won two Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers won one. You're telling me you have two first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you got three Super Bowls to show for it? Something's wrong there. Yeah. I mean, I know they had a lot of success early on, and they didn't for a while, and now they're back-ish. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot lot to talk about. But, I mean, Tom Brady is no doubt – the best quarterback of all time. I mean, you can't argue that anymore. You really couldn't argue it for the past couple of years. I mean, Tom Brady has more Super Bowl wins with seven than – so there's 55 Super Bowls ever played. He has seven. Not any other franchise <laughs> in the NFL has more than him. Because, you know, the Patriots had six. Now he's with Tampa Bay, so he has seven. Yep. And you can, St- that, Steelers were six. Patriots took six. Tom Brady, seven seven than any other franchise. And it's funny because I was, and I'm sure you probably were, everybody, Tom Brady, you got to hate him. You have to hate him. You can't hate him anymore. You just got to, like, applaud him. Like, good job, man. Like, you're doing things. Like, that's all it is. Uh, kick, kicker love, real quick. Another another reason I like Brady for us. So, obviously, CBS had the cameras following him around after they had won. And all these guys – his his teammates that did stuff on Sunday that contributed to the victory on Sunday were going up to him. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. And it suck up. It, he gets to Ryan suck up and suck up's like, thank you, thank you so much. You you won. You know, you're the goat. And he looks at suck up and goes, again, sorry for cursing. You're the cursing guy. He goes, what the fuck are you talking about? You did just as much as I did. That's not true, but that's Brady. Like. He builds his teammates up. He said that to the kicker. Like, it's awesome. That's insane. Can you can we talk about Brady today, though? Did you see Brady today? Are you talking about drunk Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Having to be carried around. Listen, that man deserved it. Oh, but sure. Brady's getting carried around by another friend because he can't even walk. They're tossing the freaking Super Bowl trophy from boat to boat between him and Gronk. And, of course, when Gronk catches it, not only does Gronk catch it, as usual, but he goes ape shit. Like, just absolute insanity. And, how, and I how love many people are you going to get? Oh, he's being a bad role model. That man doesn't sip alcohol from July until February every year. Let, let the man have beers. some fun. <laughs> yeah, he probably had like three beers. Brady. Like, let him do. I mean, if Braun got drunk, Braun was drunk after the Cavs. I mean, like, these guys deserve it. They're bringing championships home. Like, go out and do you. Now, he's going to wake up tomorrow and probably feel it and be like, well, I was an idiot. But he deserves being an idiot. So, um, yeah, no, I was super happy for him. And we'll see see how it goes. But I think think he's going to – I think he could easily win another one. I mean, I love how right after the – during the post-game press conference – he says he's coming back. Yeah. And I mean, like 
Come on. Like, I thought everyone was like, is he going to end on the Super Bowl? Well, he's probably still going to end on the Super Bowl, so don't get your hopes mm-hmm. up. I don't think seven is it with that team. So Yeah, I think uh, I think next week we can start our NFL draft talk and, you know, talk about the Chiefs next year. But at this moment, we're going to move on to our Mount Rushmore. And it's a surprise this week. We decided to call an audible, and we're going to do the Mount Rushmore of NFL quarterbacks. The big one. This is the big one. I mean, we had to do it after Brady won number seven. So you had to. here's what we did. Here's what we decided. We talked about off the record that because we think we're going to have a lot of similar guys because our fandom is pretty much the same, I'm going to ask Aaron a trivia question to see if he gets the first pick in our Mount Rushmore quarterback. So are you ready for your trivia question? Yeah, and just just to clarify, the reason we're doing that is because we're not going to have the same person. So you're going to get eight different quarterbacks. It doesn't mean we don't agree on some of them because I mean it's pretty apparent who the top two to three yeah. are. But yeah, so I'm actually going to ask me a North Carolina Tar Heel trivia question, and then if I get it wrong, he gets first pick. If I get it right, I get first pick. So let's go, Max. Okay, it's it's a pretty it's two part question, but if you know it, you're going to know it. So in 2007, what happened at the end of the Duke-North Carolina game with Tyler Hansborough, and who did it? Are you – wait, hold on. You're talking about with um, – oh, my gosh. So Duke-North Carolina obviously was the big game. Uh Jesus, I can't think of his name. Uh, so that was the game where um, – sorry, drawing a blank of his name. Um, gosh, so 2007. Let me rephrase it here so I don't stutter on this podcast. Tyler Hansborough takes – goes up and takes a elbow. Gerald, Gerald Henderson. And what happened to Hansborough? He got a bloody nose. Broke his from nose. An elbow. Yeah, from a from a bloody uh, from from Henderson coming down hard on him near the end of the game, yep. and we were up big. Not we were up big. We were up big, and it was embarrassing for them. And it was a total cheap yep. shot. Like 100%. holy shit! And it's funny because it was unexpected from Gerald Henderson yep. because he was a good dude, and they're actually buddies now. But they made up afterwards. But Hansbro went after him with the most classic. Blood red jersey you would see, and Hansborough's a big dude. Yeah. Like he's a big dude. He's an asshole. But it was. He's a big dude. Oh, he is. But it was the best part about it was like Hansborough going after him was. I mean, he's he's he was a big crybaby. He always had that crybaby look on him. But mm-hmm. I mean, you knew that year was going to be a big year for us. So to see him do that was was great. But yeah, so right. does that count as a win? That counts as a win. First pick is yours, sir. All right, I'm not going to give the guy who you want me to give because I know I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the goat, but I'm going to go with remember this is our top four. This is in no order whatsoever, but I immediately need to touch on my dude and the only dude who I will ever see on this list, no matter what, is my boy Dan Marino. <laughs> Dan Marino's my guy. He always will be my guy. He's the best quarterback I've ever had the privilege to watch. He was a ball slinger. 
He did big things from day one. Now, the fun thing about Dan Marino, he never, ever won a Super Bowl, which sucks. But QB rating 86.4, 61,000-plus yards, 420 touchdowns, 250 interceptions. Like, Could you imagine dude was, if he was in the NFL now? Good, that'd be stupid. Good Lord. He'd be slaying. I mean, you got to think. his So, 84, before I was born, 48 touchdowns. 17 interceptions, 40 as a second-year quarterback. Realistically, his first year starting. Yep. I mean, the dude was insane. And it breaks my heart that he didn't win the Super Bowl, but Dan Marino will forever have a spot in my heart. He's still, because he's still he, asking for running back. Oh, my gosh. Dang. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the best running back he had. I mean, he had his receivers. He had Clayton. I mean, he had some good dudes back then. He had Carter there for a little yeah. bit. But at the end of the day – my number my my first Mount Rushmore is Dan Marino. Okay, I'm up. I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and take Tom Brady, and I think we uh, touched on him enough. So we're back to you. Man, that was fast. I mean, come on, it's, the right. man has seven Super Bowls. That's it. Oh well, I mean, I don't know anything about him. I guess no, I'm just kidding. So, all right, so we're going for. I'm going to give you a little leeway here. Um, and I'm going to take the man, the myth, the legend, Joe Montana. I mean, there's really – this is another one you just – you can't go against. Four Super Bowls, so many good drives, winning games at the last second, clutch as hell, underrated for a few years, and then came out and just balled out for the San Francisco 49ers. You can't hate him. I mean, he he's the competition that, that, that Tom Brady has always had. He's legendary – and he deserves it. He's my number two. All right. I'm up. <clears throat> so, uh, I'm going to – I think I'm going to leave you one. You probably want – and he thought I was going to go with. But I di- he's just – I don't know. He's just not on my Mount Rushmore. But I'm going to oh, – I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to surprise you. All right. My next one, again, no particular order, is Johnny Unitas. Okay. 1956, Good 1972, one. Baltimore Colts finished, obviously, the weird year with the San Diego Superchargers. Uh, two NFL titles, uh, two Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl five, three-time NFL MVP. Uh, retired as the NFL passing leader with 40,000 yards. In that time span, in that era, that's a lot of yards. And he also led the NFL when he retired with 290 passing touchdowns. And at one point, he threw a touchdown pass in 47 straight games. That's insane. It's insane. I mean, first team All-Pro five times again. We don't mention Pro Bowls because they mean nothing. It's all about no, fan don't. votes. Well... That's a good one, Max, but I'm going to hit you with a curveball because you know I had to put my Browns in. You know I had to Johnny Manziel. Oh, Johnny football. No. The man who brought us the championships, who was a three-time NFL MVP, a baller, Otto Graham. That's a good one. Otto Graham, yeah. fun fact, didn't start playing football until his sophomore year at Northwestern immediately took complete control over that offense came in the NFL and 
was just balling. But and he didn't play for long. I think it was like nine or ten years. But he went crazy when he was there. I mean, he led the Browns to the championship game in ten straight years, and he won seven of them. Seven. Remember who else won seven Super Bowls? Don't get me wrong. Ever since the Super Bowl era started, era a little different, but from 1946 to 1955, Otto Graham went to 10 straight championship games. Talk about it whatever you want. Brady didn't do that either. That's insane. Mm-hmm. So, Otto Graham, no doubt, in my list. So, just to recap your three so far. Dan Marino, Joe Montana, Otto Graham. Yeah. My two so far, the GOAT, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Johnny Unitas. Mm-hmm. Number three on my list, Peyton Manning. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. I had to. You you left him out there for me. Set seven time all it's all, all right. Pro, that gives me that gives me my two time Super Bowl champion, NFL MVP, not one, not two, not three, not four, but five time NFL MVP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh first quarterback to throw for fifty touchdowns in a season. Uh he was the all time leader in yards and touchdowns until Breeze and Brady uh, kept playing because they're freaks. They also didn't have an injury like Peyton did when he had to get his neck fused together. And come back. And come back and play and throw 55 touchdown passes in one season. But, I mean, he has a statue in Indy. He brought the Broncos back for the first time since John Elway, which is hard to do. And – Segway, I feel like I just mentioned your next quarterback. You think? I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Give me give me your guess. John Elway. Nope. Stallback. Nope. Okay, I don't know that. You already know, man. Sorry, you're gonna hate me for this, and everybody's gonna hate me for this. I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers is my Mount Rushmore. Ah, Jesus. Listen. He is. He's not going to not beat. Look, I get Starball, all those guys, amazing. Elway, you can't pay me money for Elway in my Mount Rushmore. Not what he did the Browns. He's <laughs> a good dude. Fuck that. He's out. But uh, just if like you look at just pure, like when you mentioned up, Super Bowl thirty last week when the Niners beat the Bengals, you ass. I don't know what you're talking about. Besides, don't heard that yet. Whatever. Listen, I'm talking straight up. Full blown, pure quarterback position. I'm not. I don't want to go over accolades. I don't want to go over Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers is the best thrower of the football I have ever seen. He drops back. He and I think Mahomes could easily be there, but he drops back and it just when the ball needs to be exactly where it needs to be, Aaron Rodgers knows how to do that. And, I mean, his back. Back shoulder throws are stupid. His slant, everything about it. And he's so damn smart. The problem I have with with A-Rod is he doesn't like to run the offense. He wants someone to run it for him. But he's still the best. I've never seen anyone throw the football like him in my entire life. And I think if he would have put more effort into being a quarterback rather than just nonchalantly being a dude, like 
he easily would have been number one on my list ever, all time. And I, I love him, and I think he is going to continue to be great. I think he has a couple more years in him at least, and I'm excited for him to be doing that. But there's no doubt I was keeping him out of my top four, no matter what you picked after me. I'm giving you a wide open number four. That's what I'm giving you. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be logical and, and go with Roger Stavek. Yeah. I mean, he's got, a, he's got an aura around him. 1963 Heisman Trophy winner at Navy. Uh, four Super Bowl appearances, two Super Bowl titles, Super Bowl MVP, one of six quarterbacks ever to start four Super Bowls. Aaron Rodgers done that? No, he's just been in one. One, one. Mm-hmm. One for one. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I haven't back there. Uh, it's all right. One for one. 100%. I mean, Heisman Trophy winner. Super Bowl MVP, NFL Hall of Famer from Cincinnati, Ohio, NFL All-Decade team for the 70s. Uh, Wait, Cincinnati's not in Kentucky? Oh, my God. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and and Cleveland also sits on a sewage plant, which is just the whole city. So. How do you do that? I mean, so – Let's let's talk about some notables we didn't have on there. Uh, Elway, Elway was in my top eight. Sammy, Bo- Sammy Ball, that. you got to put Brett Favre yes. up there somewhere. Fran Tarkenton. Yep. Um, I mean, so Brett Favre was definitely in my top. Bre- Breeze just doesn't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. He just. Bro, well, you you can file Breeze under a rod if you want to go with the one Super Bowl conversation. Yeah. I mean, Breeze is Breeze, Breeze has been the thing with like you look at Breeze. And, and A-Rod, consistency. Yeah. Consistency. Unless they're hurt, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a dude go out there. If it's a close game, you can bet your money on him. And you, now, you had Breeze's best years wasted with no defense around him. Like, yeah, just absolutely. didn't have one. Yeah, I think we did a pretty good job on that. Yeah. Really, about Rushmore, because I think we covered the main guys. And, I mean, there's no guys outside of that list, I mean, other than, like, Kirk Cousins. Jesus. Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously. Joey B. I mean, no, I think I think we really covered it there. And I mean, I can't think of anyone I mean, yeah, we oh Joe Namath. Okay, Joe Namath maybe Super Bowl one. Yeah. And Bart Starr. Yep. Um, but I mean even that the for me that's hard to swallow because Bart Starr was so long ago. I know I picked Otto Graham, but Bart Starr won a couple Super Bowls, but I mean damn Otto Graham with the ten straight championships. Like, like that's insane to me. But no, I think we really covered them. Um, I mean, you can look at you know in the future it's going to be a more difficult conversation because the statistic doesn't matter anymore because people are going to throw them. I mean, shit. At the rate Jameis Winston was going, if he's going to remain the quarterback, he's going to break every statistic when it comes to yards per game and touchdowns. But he was not a top ten quarterback. So that's where you look at that. But. No, listen. I think we, I think we nailed it. I think we had fun, and we really got a lot of good conversation out. Yeah. So next week we'll do our typical MLB and NBA updates. Uh, we'll start creeping into some NCAA basketball some more, men and women, because I watch both. Um, then we'll also talk about some of the NFL offseason moves, what the ripple effects are from 
the Bucks winning the Super Bowl, and Mount Rushmore of I think I think we leave it up to people commenting on episode four. So we're gonna hope we're gonna get some people to comment and say, "Hey, Mount Rushmore of." Ooh, hey, I got a good one though for the future. What you got? Best of the Mount Rushmore for non-Hall of Fame quarterbacks. That means Joe Burrow, Carson Palmer, uh, Bo- <laughs> Boomer Esiason, and Achilles Smith. I don't know. Boomer Esiason is not a Hall of Famer? Uh, I, He probably is. I mean, he should be if he's not. So, damn near should be. Shit. That's like saying Bradshaw, but, you know. No, listen, we covered him. We did a good job. Oh, Troy Eggman. Could have thrown him in there. <laughs> I mean, we honestly kind of just – you just said somebody we kind of missed. We kind of just missed Terry Bradshaw, four-time Super Bowl champion, four-time Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, but he had the best damn team around him. But still, had, still All right, we're, I know, I know. We're going to keep it under 65 minutes. We have 15 seconds. But, hey, guys, thanks for listening. We had a great time. Tune in next week. We're going to go ahead and post this link on all of our social media. You can find it on any of your social media podcasts. Like and subscribe. Talk to you soon.